ABC's a Greek. Oh, the ABC's a Greek. The ABC's a Greek. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the ABCs of Greek. I'm Thomas. I'm Erin. And I'm Jacqueline. And this is a podcast where we recap the ABC Family original series Greek episode by episode. Hey everybody, welcome back. We're so excited to be getting back into a Greek recap. It has been a minute. Um, And just a reminder that um, if you missed our memo and our last uh, movie recap or On Instagram, we are at this time switching to an every other week release date for our episodes um, in the interest of supporting um, the actor's strike. They are not allowed to go on any podcasts at that time, and we definitely want to make sure with just a few episodes left in the series that we can get them on our podcast, and we want to make sure that we're respecting that and supporting the strike, of course. So, just wanted to remind you, but with that being said, we're so excited to be back um, and we're excited to get into it. So today we're recapping season three, episode 11, I Know What You Did Last Semester, which is a perfect title for this episode. And the original air date was January 1st, 2010. Whoa. I know. I feel like that's kind of weird. That's what Hulu said. So I'll go with it, but seems strange they would have an episode premiere that day. The episode was directed by Michael Lang and written by Patrick Sean Smith, Casey Johnson, and David Windsor. The IMDb summary is, Rusty tries to be pledge educator while the ZBZs deal with the house's fire. That is incorrectly written. Deal with the house's fire implies that it's ZBZ's fire but they're actually dealing with the Gamma Psi fire. In a way, it is their fire. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, they do own that fire. Internal (laughs) fire, if you will. They possess the the fire. The mental anguish. Yeah. Um, The fire that they they started, or Rebecca rather started. I feel like there's not enough, you know, emphasis on the fact that this really was Rebecca who started this fire. Yeah. So the episode opens with this like very haunting scene with all of the girls. It's almost as if they're burying a body. It's so pretty little liars. It's incredible. They're all, all of the ZBZ girls that we know and love are standing over this hole, filling it in. Casey's filling it in with dirt and they're all dressed as like princesses. Yeah. (laughs) If I had chat GPT write another episode, like I feel like this is how it would open. I know. And it's like the Kroger brand Disney. Right, yeah. right. This is truly like um, if they did like, remember on Disney Channel when they did like Hannah Montana on Not So Raven? Like it would yeah. be like if Pretty Little Liars in Greek did a, a, a spin on, or I guess it was, what were they called? Like a crossover episode? Rugrats yeah, Gone Wild. I loved, I loved the crossover episodes. That's so sweet life of Hannah Montana. Montana on deck. On deck, yeah. Um, <laughs> Below deck. <laughs> I would love to see that crossover. <laughs> uh, with Zach and Cody are now in yachting. <laughs> oh my God. Um. So yeah, so they're burying something in the woods. Everyone's like freaking out. You see Laura just like nervously pounding back goldfish. Um. Then a sign across the screen. Oh, Aaron's eating goldfish. 
<laughs> then across the screen at the bottom it says 48 hours earlier so this whole episode takes place in a 48 hour time frame and we see everyone returning to zbz casey walks in the front door there's hustle and bustle of everyone kind of moving back in after winter break although it's so sunny for being like january in ohio the sun's <laughs> shining this whole episode casey even remarks on the light in the house at one point i was like yeah that january light so yeah. um yeah so casey runs into betsy coming down the stairs and betsy's like yeah well you know, I lost a bunch of weight this winter break because I was so anxious about the Gamma Psy house, us burning down the Gamma Psy house that I physically couldn't eat. And Casey was like, don't bring it up. Like Casey's trying to get, make sure no one talks about this because if you'll remember at the end of the episode, they had an oath basically that they would not speak of this to anyone. Yeah. Um, I wrote down her line here because I thought it was so funny the way Casey said this. She said... Well, we don't know it was us, so. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's her party line this whole time until they find out that, you know, spoiler, it was them. Um, And then Casey runs into Laura and she's like, wow, why is the house so bright? And Laura says, well, the Gamma Psy house used to block some of the light. She goes, we should get used to it. That's what it'll look like when we're being interrogated. Oh, my God. (laughs) um Casey's like the only one that like seems to be kind of chill everyone else is completely spiraled it's this has like mentally taken up their entire break they're not happy to be back then Casey gets a call from Cappy and she like asks him where he is he says he's out buying books he has to get a jump on the semester she walks into his room and yeah she walks into her room and she can tell that she's like kind of looking for him like she thinks that he's gonna surprise her and she's like oh okay she's a little bit disappointed but then he jumps out from behind the door and she does she punch him or because yeah, he goes Clarice. something like yeah, right in his crotch kind of unclear what she what what she does but yeah she like she oh i think it's her phone i think she throws uh, her phone. oh okay yeah, that makes sense. She attacks. Um, she's, you know, caught off guard and a little bit jumpy. And he um, he has flowers for her. They are plucked from the garden. There's literally a root still attached. But she loves it. She's just, like, so happy with those. So now we see Rusty arrive back in his apartment. Dale is not there, but there are two random guys. <laughs> Little Dales. Um, <laughs> I wrote two nerds. <laughs> coming off the sydney white two dorks yeah, two yeah, dorks, two dorks. <laughs> dale and the two dorks <laughs> um so dale walks in he's like these guys are my interns they loved my project with dr larson and my showing at the battle bot competition and they wanted to work for me literally he is sonia morgan dale oh my is- god he yeah. is Dale's interns Dale's toaster but he also gets them he also gets them mixed up he introduces them as Todd and Tim but points to the wrong ones also <laughs> I laughed out loud immediately when he said they were his interns I know we have Dale back in better spirits I know he definitely seems like he's kind of mentally recouped over this break um so Rusty's like I gotta get over the KT house 
Dale's like, are we good? You know, like you and I, after how they had left it, which it's nice to see Dale asking that. Mm-hmm. And Rusty says, everything's fine. He's like, I'm just upset because uh, like half of our fraternity got expelled last semester. So I have to get over there. I, he says, KT needs me. You know that they've all been waiting around for him for to come him. back. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. like, you know, who's going to fix the morale here? <laughs> Rusty Cartwright. So Casey has what I could only describe now as a biosphere, which is the plant that <laughs> that oh, Kathy yeah. gave her sitting in. The- oh, wait, hold on real quick before we move on from this scene. Um, when Dale asked Rusty if he's OK and he like says that there was that issue um, with the KT house, Dale goes, hmm, Kevin didn't mention that in the Christmas newsletter, but he did give a great date nut bar recipe. <laughs> That's my favorite. They're like completely different dynamic of friendship is my favorite like running joke in this entire series. It's so funny. The fact that Kevin sends out a Christmas newsletter. <laughs> yeah. Oh they my have gosh. they have like a dynamic of like 60 year old like housewives in suburbia. Like it's so funny and seems to be completely different from rusty and cappy i know i love a good christmas newsletter like end of year they're like wrapping it up for like every person and family right <laughs> they fold it up on like printer paper uh-huh. send it out. so yeah so now we see casey who's put her little shrub in water and ashley walks in and ashley just like isn't as happy as she usually is and Casey asked she's like why am I peppier than you are you worried about the fire like everybody else and Ashley's like well I wasn't but now (laughs) I am (laughs) and she confesses that she's actually really upset because Fisher and her broke up and (laughs) she says it just didn't work out she's not giving details she says it just blanket statement it just didn't work out but you know you kind of get a feeling that there's more of a story and when she sees the shrub she goes oh is that from cappy or our front yard and she says same old cappy and ashley or sorry casey is like no he's really different now like our relationship is different it's going to be so much better this time around and ashley's like really cynical she said i hope you're right it's like so un Ashley, like it's actually very jarring. Yeah. Like, and when like, she's like, and Casey's trying to be optimistic and she's like, Yeah, you have a boyfriend. I'm single. We're arsonists. <laughs> <laughs> I did laugh at that. Um yeah. And they're they're like Ashley's like kind of trying to be excited. She's like, Oh, it'll be an exciting semester. Yeah, she says like we're arsonists, but she's like you can tell she's trying to have like a good outlook on being single, but she's just like in a dark place, which mm-hmm. is fair. A dump, like, you know, a, a breakup and potentially, you know, being the cause of a life ruining fire is, is a hard pill to swallow. Yeah. So they're talking, they kind of start talking then about the fire, like after Ashley says that and Rebecca walks in and is like, you guys look guilty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and actually you are yes and Ashley's like I can't believe that you're not more on edge like you're the one that lit the candle and Rebecca does the classic Rebecca thing of blaming everybody else she's like well 
you know, Ashley, like, I remember you, like, we're supposed to blow it out. I remember asking you to blow it out. And Casey, you're the reason that we were even in there. She fully and gaslights them. She's, she's the gaslight queen. Who tries um, to. I know. But Casey almost is kind of like, <laughs> of course, Casey's easily gaslit. She's like, oh. <laughs> um, and Casey says like, well, maybe we're not even the reason we, we don't even know for sure where the reason this fire started. Like, I'm going to go talk to Catherine and I will see if they know what happened yet. So now we're back at KT and the main guys are kind of, well, the main guys now mm-hmm. Wade is glaringly absent. Number, number one guy in the group. Right. <laughs> you kind of really do realize what a presence Wade had now yeah. that he's yeah. gone and, and it really Jeremy. makes you wonder why he never really got any character <laughs> and why he really didn't speak very much so beaver wants to have a wake for wade and rusty says they should do something to like memorialize the guys beaver says why don't we kill evan <laughs> wait but also when um rusty's like well it's more than just wade and beaver's like well it's faster to say wake for wade and it's alliterative and cappy just goes close <laughs> it was close it was notably close yeah well it, that's why he noted it close <laughs> it um so funny. yeah and then this pledge who i don't remember ever seeing but like perhaps we have he tries to sit down and cappy's like you can't sit there Wade sat there like and then he like tries to sit there he's like no he sat there too so basically the guy is not allowed to sit anywhere Wade sat which is everywhere in the room um and that's when Rusty says oh well the pledges are going to need a new pledge educator right and you just know where that's going you know where that's going immediately he's been noodling that all break oh for sure and you know he's been also like thinking of the the most casual way to bring it up right yeah. and immediately <laughs> yeah this he is was he waiting so then cappy's like well why don't we just initiate everybody so we don't have to deal with it <laughs> and though that's not the answer rusty wants he's like i should do it come on let me let me lead cappy and cappy's like all right fine cappy's being so emo i know it seems obvious why he's upset, but for some reason, it's like a mystery to everyone else. I don't know. Well, the Cartwrights, we know they're in their own world. That's so true. And, and he even though Rusty is also upset about Wade. <laughs> yeah, but I'm going to give Casey the benefit of the doubt of being in her own world in this episode. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's truly spiraling. Yeah. Um, so now Calvin and Evan are walking out of the CRU bookstore and they walk by, I guess, a group of KTs that we've never seen. And they like the KTs death glare them. Like they literally look them up and down. And Calvin was like, well, it looks like the Cold War has turned into a full on war. Well, they straight up call them douchebags to their face. Oh, I didn't hear them say that. Yeah. And did you hear... Him, Evan is yeah. taking in class the history of pornography yes. that he yeah. needs to graduate. <laughs> what class. is that about? I didn't even, it doesn't even come up again. No. Maybe it and, will this season. Mm, and true. Like Evan, Evan like is, you know, reading from the Rebecca book of blame. 
he's like, oh, well, you know, your boyfriend was involved too. And I didn't mean to get the KTs expelled. I had to do it to get control of the house. This excuse again, which is whatever. And Calvin's like, well, I guess the silver lining of all of this is that Grant now feels close enough to the brothers to come out to the house. This this is what did it for Grant. <laughs> Grant <laughs> is like there's some sort of like sinister happening in his psyche. Sinister, yeah. Grant is really taking a turn towards people, like in a way that I, despite watching this before, still was not expected. And so Evan is like, oh, that's so exciting. Like, do you want to have a brunch to celebrate? And Calvin's like, I think something more low-key is best. So Calvin leaves, and that's when Evan runs into Rebecca. And it's so awkward. If you'll remember the last scene of the last episode before the break was them him coming to Rebecca's room after he's gotten the guys expelled and he's like really upset and she comforts him with her mouth and they hook up and now they're Slay. seeing each other hmm? Slay. yeah now they're seeing each other for what we assume is the first time and it's really awkward like neither of them really says anything I think they're like hi hi like frantic vibes yeah frantic vibes for sure <laughs> It's very confusing. Because but like excited. She's excited. I don't, I can't read what he's yeah, feeling. Like. He seems to like, he almost feels like he's trying to pretend it didn't happen. Yeah. I don't I think want he's him. like processing. He's yeah, processing. Maybe. Everyone is processing this episode. That's I'm the theme of this episode. Processing us. I'm still processing yeah. Sydney White a little bit. Same. Honestly, I was waiting for the vortex to show up. <laughs> Casey shows up to Catherine's new dorm room and shit is bleak. Oh, Catherine. I feel so bad for her. She is not at all like Jordan. Like, she's not okay with the gross dorm room with brown sheets. Like, she is a queen and she must have living, living accommodations that reflect that. But she has no Wi Fi. Her roommate is like a perpetually, like, part like a perpetual party or like always drunk and sleeping when she's not at a party <laughs> and there are skateboarding stickers stuck to her headboard she has her bluetooth in her ear <laughs> yeah oh gosh yeah she's like trying to make calls she has a lot done. of work to do she yells at the roommate at one point and is like it's 4 p.m and the roommate's like <laughs> shut up and Catherine tells casey she's like don't worry casey i'm still looking into song fest and what happened like don't worry about it and Casey says, oh, no, like, no worries. I just came to see how you were doing. And I wanted to, you know, know if you found anything out about the fire. So <sighs> sus. Oh, sus. Like, Catherine's too stressed to notice how sus it is. But Casey, she's not playing it cool. And Catherine's like, the investigation is ongoing, you know, we're trying to organize, she talks about, she, they're organizing a fairy tale ball to raise money for the house. And she's like, I hope that we can count ZBZ in to come and support us. <laughs> yeah, it's called the help us build our castle. You would oh think my God. there's funds put aside for that already. Well, I kind of 
just felt like nationals would maybe jump in at that point and rebuild the house and then like you raise dues to make up the difference or something but like certainly there's insurance on it yeah you would think that as well I I really don't maybe they just want to redecorate yeah also like you think about things that people lost in the fire so maybe that's what the money is going to like personal belongings like clothes and stuff that would this uh, fundraiser too and we'll get to it but it is elaborate like this is not a free fundraiser I know it's an expensive fundraiser it's it's gorgeous and it's also mm, question mark in the middle of the woods we've never seen on campus and in like this lovely lodge that's tree lit there's like potentially connected to CRU or close enough to walk to maybe they could live there (laughs) I was kind of thinking that. <laughs> Honestly, um, it was kind of nice. It was really also, pretty. I don't know if I've said this before, either a few times or not at all. I think it a lot. Have I told you that Catherine looks like my therapist? <laughs> no. No, but actually that's kind of how I was envisioning your therapist. Really? <laughs> like every time you, you think about her. her. Every time you brought her up, I feel like I'm always just like envisioning like Catherine or someone who like looks like Catherine. So she looks so much like her and she has very similar energy, but my therapist is like a few years younger than my mom probably. So an older version, but every time she's on screen, I'm like, Kelly. My therapist looks I- like Meg Ryan. <gasps> my mom oh. also looks like Meg Ryan. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Maybe your mom is my therapist. I wonder if my therapist, no. I'm, actually I highly doubt my therapist listens to this. it's a compliment mine doesn't but she's proud of us that's good to know Mm -hmm. um so now rusty has taken on his new role as pledge educator he walks into the basement where the pledges are roughhousing playing some kind of game that i couldn't make any sense of I think it was just like basketball, basketball. Like, that, like Nerf basketball. Yeah, it seemed like a basketball, but I didn't Nerf see housing. any hoop. Yeah, it was giving anyway. like boys at youth group, like boys at yes. like first youth group. Yes. <laughs> and he goes in there, he tries to get their attention. He's like, okay, where did Wade leave off? And immediately upon him saying this, one of the pledges belches in his face. I would, I would disaffiliate at that moment. That to me, like, I hate burp fart humor. Yeah. I think Mm -hmm. it's the lowest type of humor. And I also like would be so furious and like disrespected at that point. I think I would have like really gone off. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And that's what... That's what the ZBZs would have been burying. (laughs) Wait, (laughs) Thomas, what? I don't know why I was thinking you would say this next. Jacqueline, (laughs) what you said, I can't stand Berber fart humor, and I also don't Berber fart. (laughs) (laughs) True. I don't. I'm a girl. So. (laughs) No, but Uh, you're so right. It's the lowest form of, of society really seriously and then the other one is like well you can teach us how to take down omega chi and they're so weird they're really weird we've never seen them and at this point if i was resting i don't fucking want this job like i actually don't think any of you should be in this fraternity and none of them are paying any attention rusty they're all they go back to playing the game rusty's trying to like 
corral them and suddenly they start listening to him but then he looks behind him and it's because Bieber is standing there with a golf club like around his neck with his arms over it looking very intimidating and he says to Rusty like go ahead spitter like they won't give you any problems now so now we're at chapter at CVZ and Ashley is announcing to everyone that they will be attending the fairy tale ball and everyone is like we can't go to this like we started the fire and they're freaking the out I, yeah like I get it like that would it's like returning to the scene of the crime it's like when serial killers join search parties oh, oh my god <laughs> is that is that too much of a jump is that a bad no, it's similar so as they're talking like I think Casey is once again trying to make the point of we don't know we don't know for sure if this was us and then the doorbell rings it's a really hot firefighter he's come to drop off fire safety pamphlets ash asks them he's, she goes are you have you determined what the cause of the fire is and he says it was a lit candle and casey's like well there's probably a jasmine candle he, well he yeah casey, casey says there's probably Casey says there's probably candles everywhere in the house right like it could have been anywhere and he was like no it was actually a candle in the common room Jasmine I believe and panic another layer of panic settles over the group he leaves and Ashley is like we burned this house down like what do we do Casey and Casey says we have to go to that ball it's the only way also, I thought that the firefighter being really cute was going to play a bigger role. Me no. too. I thought he was going to be the love know. interest for Ashley. I know. Oh, I would love that. I would love that for her. What a good rebound that would be. I know. Hasher to fireman. I mean. Step up. Can't get better than that. Um. Also, I was confused if Betsy was supposed to be dressed like Snow White or that was just what she was wearing this episode. I didn't notice that. It was, she was weird just dressed like that. There are some fairy tale themes throughout, scattered throughout. Yeah, yeah. maybe that's it. Like, but again, Sydney White's on the brain. <laughs> Top of mind. <laughs> Betsy kind of does look like Snow White. Yeah, she does. She does. She should have been in the live action. <laughs> yeah. She wouldn't have slandered the name of Miss White the way... <laughs> Rachel, I don't know why everyone's making such a big deal about the reboot of Snow White. We already had one. Sydney White. <laughs> We've had multiple. Yeah, but Sydney White most importantly. I People who didn't listen to our Sydney White recap are probably wondering why we're talking about it so much. Well, then they have to go listen. Actually, even if people did listen to it, they're probably wondering. (laughs) It's a movie that just like you can't stop thinking about. You can't stop thinking about it. You gotta, yeah, you have to go back and listen. And, you know, like true art always does. It makes you really think afterwards. Sticks with you. And Mm -hmm. imitates life. Yeah. (laughs) So true. I'm always saying that about that movie. (laughs) Me too. Cappy is kind of scooting down the QT stairs and Rusty runs into him and he's like, hey, man, why did you make a beaver babysit me? Um, And Cappy's like, well, I didn't want them to eat you alive. 
Rusty's like, please just like let me do it my way. I think I'm gonna get a whistle. No more beaver. <laughs> um, so Cappy is kind of like, okay, whatever, sure. Like, not really. He like doesn't want to deal with this at all, let alone like understanding the ins and outs of Rusty's thought process behind this. So he's like, cool, fine. So now we're in Calvin's dorm room, or sorry, room in Omega Chi, and she, he's putting up the framed picture of him and Grant. Um, And so then Grant arrives back and he sees the picture. And Calvin is like, oh, I was thinking, you know, we should go to the Gamma Psi um, fundraiser ball together and maybe we can go as Tweedledee and Tweedledum um, since people always thought they were a gay couple anyway, which I'm like, I think they're twins. But I guess that could also be said for the Property Brothers. I'm always saying that about the Property Brothers. They, not even that they're a gay couple, just that they date each other. Right. They've dated. They've dated. They they dated. They date on and off. And so then Grant is like, oh, I just remembered that I didn't come out to my family after all. It was just <laughs> never a good time. And um, he was like, there was always somebody over. And like, obviously, he's really struggling with this. Um but it's also kind of like, wouldn't you have like given a heads up if you told your partner that you were doing this and then you didn't, I don't know. So Calvin is bummed, obviously. Um, and he's like, well, then I guess there's probably never going to be a right time to tell the guys either. And Grant doesn't really like, I don't think he realizes the weight of like getting Calvin's hopes up in this way. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, it, like this shouldn't really change anything and Calvin's like this changes everything yeah you're in Taylor Swift everything has changed mm-hmm. and he says I we've been dating for three months also like I know in college time like that's a long time and like I guess kind of been like regular time too but I'm just like three months and he's like I don't want to wait another three months which like I get where he's coming from, but also in the grand scheme of things, like Grant coming out to a house full of proven homophobic men mm-hmm. it's another three months. I'm like, I kind of get it. I think it's more that he has no faith that it's ever going to happen. Like, I think it's less of right. Like, right. And also, yeah. like, I think Calvin was pretty fair in their situation. Like, he's like, I'm not going to force you to do anything, but like, I don't want to be in a secret relationship, which is a fair boundary to draw. Like yeah. Calvin is out. Calvin is comfortable with himself. He's already gone through having come out with the, to the house. Like he doesn't want to be in a relationship that has to be hidden. And like, he's fine if Grant doesn't want to come out, but that's also fair for him to think that's not the relationship I want. No. Yeah. I was, yeah. I think that sure is going to get to that. Oh yeah. Sorry. I jumped ahead. So even though I'm not like a Grant Stan, I still want the best for them because Calvin deserves the person that he wants. And it's sad because you can tell that Grant's clearly like really struggling with this. Like he just Mm -hmm. doesn't know how to do it. And I don't think there's an easy way. And it's sad too, because I'm sure Calvin like can share those feelings, but it doesn't seem like Grant really like wants to talk about it or like problem solve. Well, I think he just doesn't get it. Like, I don't mm-hmm. think he, like, fully yeah. understands what it's like to be on the other side. And he's afraid of change. He doesn't want, he doesn't want, like, what, he doesn't want his life to, like, 
have any sort of change or be uncomfortable, which is fair. Even though also. everything's changed. Right? I love that song also, speaking of which. Yeah, it's good. I'm not anti-Ed Sheeran, I'll say that. Um, He's got some bops. I know. Sunburn? Mm-hmm. Anyway. Now Kathy and Casey are sh- at the um, fairy tale ball costume shop that's like <laughs> <laughs> specific to this, <laughs> this, this party. one occasion. <laughs> I think they came here before for casino night. I was just going to say, yeah, this is definitely. Oh, it's probably it, like it, the costume the, shop. Yeah, it's at least the set with different dressing of. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh, now I'm thinking of Max. Oh. Casino night. I, I wonder know, how he's doing in London. Oh my god. He's a yeah. London boy. Oh. If we're going to stay on the Taylor theme. <laughs> he's, he's a London boy. They're, they can't really agree on a costume idea. And Cappy's like, what if we just skip it then and don't go? And Casey's like, Casey's kind of like skittish. Like she's, her mind is on the fire. And she's like, okay, yeah, you go ahead, skip it. I'll go with the girls. And he's like, okay, well, like, hold on. Um, he's like, okay, fine, I'll, I'll come with you. And then he's like, is something off with us? Like, what? Well, what triggers it is when he says, who would really want to sit around and listen to people talk about a fire all night? And then she, like, gets in her head about the fire again. And that's yeah. when she, it's fine, it's fine, I'll just go with the girls and get with you after. And that's when yeah. he's like, no, this that's not what I meant, I'll go. I also, because we hadn't watched the last episode, like, in, like, a, a month or so now, like, I honestly mm-hmm. forgot that they went on break so shortly after. I actually thought at this point Cappy might know about it already. I didn't realize mm-hmm. it was secret. For yeah. Cappy, at least. I thought she would have told him by now. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely been... I mean, I would not have been able to stand this amount of time hiding something like this. That, that would have eaten me alive. I mean, I would have been in the Betsy boat of just emaciated at that point like 100 percent, no way otherwise I would like and also I mean I wonder obviously like these people aren't real so surmise like thinking about this but this is what we do anyway I wonder I wonder if like you know she didn't see him physically over break like she was at least I think Casey was able to like compartmentalize that like okay I'm not there we don't know if this was us like you know separate herself and then as soon as they got back and she got the confirmation now it's clearly like actually having an effect on her yeah I like that extra syllable you added to compartmentalize compartmentalize <laughs> she is able to compartmentalize and also she's really good at dissociating if we've learned anything about her this uh <laughs> We should assign we should assign unhealthy coping mechanisms to each girl. Rebecca's gaslight, Casey's dissociate, Ashley. What's Ashley? Ashley is. is it, I feel like she's like angry outbursts. She becomes like overly cynical. Yeah, she's like yeah. she's like emotional outbursts. Betsy, tag yourself. I'll yeah. put it on Instagram. I'm like thinking of mine, <laughs> and I'm like, wait, actually, like all of these apply to me in some way or another same they're relatable <laughs> queens yeah obviously Casey's freaking out because of the fire and he clearly thinks it's about their relationship and they're just like not um what was that term that they were using Cappy's word that was like not like 
the uh, synergy. There's the synergy. Karmic synergy. The karmic synergy is not karmic synergying. So it's odd. It's off. It's uncomfortable. It's palpable. Do you say? Um, did you say how she runs out? Oh, I forgot that she runs out. She like she she runs out. She just decides she's gonna take some random costume, and as she's like fleeing, she runs into a firefighter costume, and then immediately after <laughs> oh, yeah. someone someone dressed as the devil. <laughs> so it's like, like you oh, started God. the fire you're going to hell yeah she's like oh god and Kathy goes actually that's the devil <laughs> <laughs> I missed that yeah and then she picks up just a random pink dress and leaves yeah and you can tell later that like she, it wasn't her first choice in costume no. like the most generic pink dress yeah it doesn't really like fit her vibe either so now we're at Rusty and Cal or Sorry, kind of. Now we're at Rusty and Dale's apartment and Calvin is there. Um, And Rusty is reading a book about inspiring young minds, which is just so Rusty. You gotta love that it gives 110% to the wrong things often, but he'll show up. I admire the effort. Yeah. And Calvin... It's like, hey, do you think I could crash here until another room in the house opens up? Um, and Rusty like is a glow and he because he realizes that it's because um of a breakup and he goes, I never liked that grant. And Calvin's like, Yeah, I know, but can you just kind of like chill? It's a little fresh and like I I don't want to do this. And it's like fair. Classic. I'm always the person who's like immediately like day of breakup. I'm like, let me run through the list I've been keeping about what I didn't like about your partner. And it's like, oh, when is I look, I don't know anybody who doesn't get back together at least once. Like, <laughs> I know what you mean, though. Like it, it is like the easiest thing to be like, oh, well, like remember all these bad things. But like then you're like, wait, actually, like this is still so fresh. Yeah. And like there's definitely going to be a relapse. Oh, 100%. Um, yeah. Everybody doesn't know what they want. Then Rusty's like, you know what? There, I think there's a gay guy in my engineering program. Do you want me to get his number for you? And Calvin's like, no, <laughs> I really don't. I just love also, like, throughout this episode, I was reminded that Calvin is, like, the only person in the series who can, like, clearly communicate his boundaries with, like, everybody in his life. And I just love that for him. And no, like, literally no one else on the show can do this. A little bit Rebecca, but she doesn't do it in a way that's, like, palatable the way that Calvin does, where he's just like, no. I really don't like that. I know. I was, like, thinking about me in college. Like, if someone had been, like, like immediately after a breakup, like, well, I know this other gay guy that you could date. I would have been, like, okay, yes, please. Like, what's, what's his number? <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah. I get it. I get it. Yeah. So Evan shows up to the ZVZ house, and, like, the girls are a flutter when they see him. They, like, scatter in, like, an interesting way, and, and he's there to see Bex. And she's sitting in the living room and he's like, hey, I wanted to apologize for the weirdness. And she was like, oh, yeah, that was weird. And he was like, and I wanted to thank you for uh, being there for me that night. And she was like, oh, well, yeah, like, you know, I could support you in the way you needed. And you had something that I needed, that D. And then they have this like 
cute little moment of just like they're like clearly crushing on each other and she also looks so beautiful in this episode obviously she always does but I was just like maybe it's just because we've taken a few weeks off I was like she is so pretty she's just a glow and then um he's like are you going to the ball and she dives into like the dark like underbellies of like fairy tales that she keeps doing this episode every time somebody brings it up and she's always like well I don't I forget what she said in this where but she'll the sentiment is like in the original version they like cut all their toes off and eat them for breakfast or whatever it is that she's talking yeah, about. I think she mentions something about like um I think we actually even talked about this on uh I think the Sydney White episode speaking of Sydney White um <laughs> I think she mentioned something about how like women are often yeah because she mentions the unconscious kiss this this episode that we're recording right now it's like the equivalent of how they used to like do the subliminal coca-cola marketing stuff where they would just like flash for like a 16th of a second like a picture of coke in between like commercial breaks but we're doing <laughs> yeah. that with Sydney White <laughs> we're really like promoting our Sydney White episode right now non-spawn non-spawn so now we're um back at the KT house um and Rusty is like walking the put they're in Wade's room and he's like walking them through this kind of like therapy type speak um, and he's using the language from his young minds book and he's like, take it all in. Like, you know, tell me like ways that we could brainstorm to honor Wade and the other guys. Um, and so then this, at this point, Cappy comes in um, and he's like, first of all, kind of annoyed that they're in Wade's room. And then he's also like, why don't you just think about how much fun you had with a Wade? And like, that's how you can remember him. And it's weird in a way where it's like, you don't care about this, but you do care about sabotaging Rusty. Like, let it slide. Nothing's happening. And it, Rusty is clearly annoyed that Cappy is coming in and all. And I kind of get it because it's like, what, what, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? And Rusty stands up and he knocks over like a tower of empty beer bottles that Wade had. And Cappy, this is his final straw. He's like that's it get out of Wade's room and Rusty's just like okay whatever like he says you have to meet in the basement your meetings are back in the basement yeah because the tower of beer bottles was from when when um, Wade was traveling and just collecting beer bottles (laughs) he didn't even take them with him like it's not like like you can't gather your belongings he took what he cared about right So now Casey is talking to Ashley and she's like, I do not know how much longer I can keep this a secret. I am really thinking that I want to tell Abby. And Ashley's like, no, you can't. And it's like, yeah, you can't. I get that you're not handling this well, Casey, but also you really can't do that because she was the one who made the rule in the first place. And it's just like, it's too late at this point. It should have, it would have been the night of or not at all. Um, And so then Ashley is like, you just can't trust Cappy anyway. Like I've been watching this dynamic play out and it's a real will they, won't they. And like, you really can't just like tell him things because it's not going to end up that you like you guys are together, which is like, okay, way harsh tie. 
Um, That's exactly, exactly what I wrote, Erin. Because <laughs> it Ashley is like way harsh. Well, she says, what happens when you break up again? And you, she literally says, you can't count on him. She, she says, says, I know you're probably you're, not going to end up with him. She says, I know you're excited about getting back together, but uh, you can't count on him, Casey. That's, That's so crazy. harsh. And it's also, secrets with people you're not going to end up with. Yeah. And also, I don't think like very true. Like, even when she wasn't with Cappy, she could always count on him. That was kind of the whole thing. Yeah, he's definitely hack in some ways, but he's he's is trustworthy. I think he he's not gonna blow up somebody's spot for the sake of blowing up somebody's spot. Well, and he always came to like her defense, and like when she needed something, he did always show up. And this is kind of out of character for Ashley. I mean, we'll we'll find out soon that it why it is, but um, it's really out of character for her because remember how she was on the roof with him the night of right. uh, sweet disposition. <laughs> yeah the, the moment that song changed the world she was the reason like he For almost went to her yeah he was she was she was the reason that he almost went and told her that night that he wanted to be with her at this point i was like oh did ashley tell fisher and she's feeling regretful about it mm-hmm. oh and he was like mm-hmm. i can't be with an arsonist i cannot <laughs> i i I'm a cheater, but I cannot be with an arsonist or an accessory to one. (laughs) Someone who is an accessory to a crime. (laughs) Who unknowingly was in the room when somebody else lit a candle that would burn down a house. The thing is, it's like not even that bad. Like, like, you're not going to go to jail. It's an accident. They should have just obviously, they should have just said. Covering it up is so much worse. But then what plot point would we even be talking about? after winter break so they had to so in an interesting twist of events casey goes to rusty's apartment to ask for some advice Mm -hmm. and she's like hey remember when you took apart the tv and then put it back together again and you thought it was working fine and then we realized that we lost channel five and i covered for you and told mom that they actually just totally got rid of channel five and she believed it and then you woke her up in the middle of the night and told her the truth. And he was like, mm-hmm. And she was like, why did you do that when I would, like had your back and it was going to be fine? And he was like, well, it would have messed up our relationship and we perform magic together. And it just would have made it awkward. And then Casey goes, more awkward than calling mom your lovely assistant? <laughs> oh, rusty. Um. This was actually really funny of Rusty. So funny. And then Rusty's like, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I want to ask you for advice. And he's like, how do I get the pledges in line? And Casey's like, cannot help you there. Sororities are just giving people gifts, which is so true. (laughs) So true. Like this brought back such a specific memory of the first like week we had gotten into our sorority. And I was leaving my dorm our dorms were co-ed and I was leaving my dorm every single night going to Froyo going to get cupcakes going yeah. to dinner like literally getting wined and dined by these people and the guys were coming back at like four in the morning looking like they had just like hiked through the Sahara like looking truly bruised and battered defeated wearing crazy outfits like they it was 
Right. Like- and literally like showing up to my dorm with like a red velvet cupcake at my door and a handwritten note about how special I am. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, baskets of like By someone you just I met. Want. Yeah, of no, hadn't even met really? them. People you hadn't met. Like I'm so excited to meet you. I just know we're gonna be sisters and best friends for life. Best and you yeah, the week, big reveal week. Spoiler alert, I am still best friends with my big, but oh, cute. <laughs> that's really cute though. That is sweet. Yeah. But I imagine that's not always the case. It's no, not. Very rarely. <laughs> yeah. I imagine it's actually usually the opposite. I'm just kidding. I'm sure it's like I run it. I feel like it's actually probably more so that it just becomes like a neutral acquaintance. I think neutral is, yeah. More. Yeah. Or just yeah. But um yeah, that was really funny. That was incredibly accurate. It's a completely different it's a completely different thing. Like I can't even imagine any of the women having been like like taken that. Like if Rusty or someone like that was to try to talk to everybody and be like, okay, like I'm laying down the law. I feel like the girls would have just been like, um no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Todd and or Tim comes over of Dale's interns and offers like a perfectly baked cookie. And Rusty is like light bulb. And he's like, Dale, how do you get your interns to respect you like this and do everything you say? And Dale's like, confidence. I know I'm the best and they know I'm the best. (laughs) Love. He is manifestation. He is the moment. He is the secret. He is literally. Really. I hope people don't get sick of me talking about how much I love Dale. I just really love him. And he just makes me giggle so much. That's fair. I can't, I can't be having anxieties about that. (laughs) No, no. There are other things to be anxious about. Oh my gosh. A lot of the fire grant not coming out back in grant and Calvin's room. Um, Calvin is like, comes back after sleeping at Rusty's apartment for a little bit and uh, Grant's like well we can make this work you know we can divide the room in half and all um leave out the window since your side is closer to the door and the Grant also made a copy of the picture and framed that and he's like I care about you and Calvin's like no I know I just wish you like so Grant's like, I really do care about this, but I just feel like I'm closing the door on who I used to be. And Calvin was like, I just wish that you could see closing the door on who you were as opening the door on something more real, which is fair. And they're just sad. There's no resolve happening here. So now we're at the KT house and Rusty has brought along Dale, who is whipping them into shape. He tells the pledges he is their worst nightmare and he starts laying down the law it's if not intimidating kind of like shocking in the way that it like stunned you into like being like submissive for a minute because you're like what's going on here and so he kind of like scares them straight a little bit in this first like minute or so and then rusty pulls out a cleaver a la wade and um Dale's like, what are you doing? And he was like, well, I just didn't know if this wasn't going to work. I wanted to have a backup plan. And then he accidentally throws it and cuts off 
Anthony Hopkins toe. <sighs> that, like, I was, that shocked me. It was so bad. It was really they, unexpected, too. <laughs> they downplayed a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he was really chill about it. Because do you know he- what? I think that is worse than accidentally starting a fire. Oh, for sure. You know what was hurting the fire? Radar. Unless they got that appendage sewed back on, he's walking weird for life. Yeah, toss that toe in milk until the EMTs arrive. Milk? <laughs> That's what you're supposed to do with teeth. I thought it was ice. Yeah, I'm kidding. Oh, gosh. Oh. I have a fear of, like, that happening and being like, where do I get a glass of milk? If your tooth falling out and not yeah. oh, so that's a thing for teeth. I never knew that. Yeah, because the calcium. Wow. Who knows if it's true? I have heard that. I remember like a, that being a core memory when like a dentist came to visit. <laughs> when a dentist, when the when the traveling dentist stops in town. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, that don't is like... put a toe in milk though. <laughs> oh gosh yeah don't put that toe in the milk well maybe that would help actually because like the bone i think you put the toe on ice but you have Do to you make know sure what i'm thinking about out. now what in moody's point moody's point i was just gonna say. missing a toe and always falls over <laughs> <laughs> well i was thinking about in friends where uh rachel or not rachel uh monica cuts off chandler's toe in the flashback episode and accidentally brings a baby carrot on ice instead of his toe to the hospital Ooh, Car- a-, a carrot in milk <laughs> okay anyway let's yeah. <laughs> well apparently if you bite into a carrot it's like the same consistency as a finger i know yeah, I like if your brain if your brain let yourself like actually bite your fingers so i guess it's pretty easy for the hatchet to just cut off his toe you know i guess oh. that's why graham the dog bit raquel's mom's finger to the bone because he thought it was a carrot and his brain didn't say not a carrot not a carrot. we're at tangent Allegedly. city right now we're what in tangent, tangent city okay sorry i'm sorry it's been a minute so now um, Casey has shown up to like, I, I think she was going to help set up for the ball. She and Cappy were supposed to go do some sort of help. She's late, of course. And she's explaining that like there was some issue with Cappy and Catherine's like, um, first she's like, I'm having a very hard time feeling festive because we just found out that somebody was in the house before the fire started. Um, and the candle that lit it on fire was definitely out because it's part of their ritual. And when they leave the house, the last girl out blows the candle out. And Casey's like, well, maybe the girl forgot to blow it out. And Catherine's like, impossible because I was the girl who blew it out. Um, Casey's like, oh no, like, I'm sure just like stomach dropped like bubble guts for sure then um she's also like complaining about cappy a little bit and Catherine is like you can really only rely on men to procreate (laughs) she says that's what my mother always said where's the lie no offense thomas you're different (laughs) it's okay Uh, so then Cappy does show up eventually and they like have this little tiff about their communication woes. He's like, there was a cleaver toe incident. Um, she's like, you could have called, you could have shot me a text. Like, and he's like, well, I'm sorry I didn't. And 
she's just like they're like all over the place they're on different pages nobody's communicating and she gets in her car and leaves and she's like whatever like I can't deal with this right now she says that Rusty told her that Cappy's been acting weird and she says like why won't you tell me that and he says, what, like, you're going to, like, you're talking to me about whatever's going on with you. So oh, they, like, yeah. know that both of them are keeping, like, emotional secrets from one another. And that's, I think, part of it. Yeah, definitely. Um, and they, this is when they're at that lodge in the woods. Yes, it's like, what is it called? An arboretum? Is that what you could call it? I Arborarium? I have no Arboretum. <laughs> Dexter's laboratory probably arboretum whatever you said first it's really pretty it's just I'm so confused after this episode where the hell the school is because there's also a dock at some point in this episode and the dock is very Sydney white yes oh my god so it's very Rachel Witchburn reading the hot or not list it's yeah. so confusing. Like, where is this lake now that I, I guess we knew there was a lake because there has been one in other episodes. Like when they take that, but uh, the Ickies take that bus up. To oh the- yeah. But they're you traveling know. for a while. They get a coach bus. Yeah. Kind of looking like that area a little bit. Yeah, it is. So I don't know. I'm very confused now by the topography of this part of Ohio. Yeah. Guys. Don't be mad at me for saying something really quickly, a little bit on a tangent, but I do think you would like to know that I was at, um, we had a work party and there was this, my coworker there, I had never met her and she looked exactly like Sarah Paxton. Oh. And I went up to her and I, well, I didn't approach her and say this. I was talking to her and I was like, sorry if this is weird. I mean it as a compliment. Does anybody ever tell you that you look like Sarah Paxton? And she goes, well, I used to get that a lot, but not so much anymore now that she's not in so many things. And I was like, well, the reason why I'm Paxton <laughs> on the brain is because we've been recapping a couple of her movies on my podcast lately. And then she told me she she couldn't find the picture, but she, a few years in a row for Halloween, dressed as Aquamarine with the tied shirt. Um, oh, my God. oh my God, that is iconic. I'm going to have to hunt her down on Slack again and, and see if she found that picture. Yeah, I have to um, see it. That's crazy. We bring her on as a guest. Yes. <laughs> They're a Paxton impersonator. On our Paxton spinoff podcast. <laughs> when we recap Sleepover, when we recap Sleepover, we're like, and this is a girl that kind of looks like Sarah Paxton. And this is a girl who used to dress up as Sarah Paxton for Halloween. <laughs> So now the CBCs are freaking out about the news of the intruder, which I get. And Rebecca is like the most calm. She's like, there is no evidence to link us to them. So I, all I know from my dad is like, there needs to be evidence. And then actually, Rebecca, Rebecca says, if there's one thing I learned from shredding documents for my dad, when I was a kid, it's that they can't link you. If that is that you can't get in trouble if they can't link you to the crime amazing like that was her summer job shredding documents for her dad shredding documents uh bex and Casey's uh, like yeah rebecca is right they can't trace anything back to us but mm. ashley's like literally like basically holds up a bloody knife and she's like 
what about the clipboard that I still have? And they're like, why do you still have the clipboard? She's like, it's our only evidence there is cheating during Songfest. And they're like, forget about Songfest. <laughs> Casey, Casey says, fire Trump's voter fraud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, truly. Um, And she's like, we have to get rid of this. And they are, first of all, burn it. They don't burn it. I, but I, I was understand. thinking that too. Burn it. Burn it. Or just shred up the paper. Do something. They were like, throw it out. And they're like, no. And then they're like, put it in my car. Like, no. What? Get rid of it. Okay. Go over to Rhodes. They're in Cyprus. Go to Rhodes. Go to the other <laughs> end of Rhodes. Burn it. And then put the ashes in a random trash can. Like, please. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So then they, like, come up with a plan to go bury it outside of the arbor. also isn't a good idea. No. Like, so close to where Just the event is happening. It. How about throw it, it off the lake? Throw it off the lake. He says, we'll put it somewhere where no, where no one can find it on the way to the ball. Why? How about, how about right this second, go burn it? Right. Go burn it. Exactly. Shred the paper, then burn the paper. Burn the clipboard and then take the metal piece and go throw it on the other side of campus in the trash can. So now in the KT house. We would be so much better at doing arson than them. I know. Like, come on. Especially if the guilt was eating me alive. I would be. I would be on it. We would be getting. I I would have either spilled the beans already or if I had (laughs) in the correct amount of time I would have it would have been a flawless execution right I would have had to tell someone I mean there's just I it, it, someone would have I, I would have to tell someone because I'd be withered away yeah mm-hmm. forever it would I would be thinking about that forever mm-hmm. so um in the KT house Cappy is coaching the pledges on playing video games and then Rusty walks in in his Pied Piper outfit and he is like Guys, why aren't you dressed for the ball as my rats? I can't go as a Pied Piper without my rats, which is such a funny cause. It's perfect for him to have chosen. Like, that is so on brand. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so then Rusty sees Cappy, like, not dressed up. And he's like, what's going on? Like, Casey mentioned things were weird with you. And Cappy's like, wait she did and then like they kind of like drop that and then cappy is like to the pledges if you don't want to go then don't go and that would drive me nuts if i was rusty i would have also lost it because like why are especially because everybody was so hard on rusty's pledge class so it's like no go you're not pledge educator you said rusty could do this you're undermining him which is what rusty then says he's like you're not supporting me why do you keep doing this you keep undermining me and um rusty's like i am not trying to be wade you keep comparing me to wade i'm not trying to just do what wade was doing i want to teach the pledges how to love kt the way i do which is like so rusty and so pure and like I get, he like totally means it too. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
he's like, they deserve more than what you're giving them right now. And like, it's just blowing off Greek events and playing video games. And guess what? That is not going to bring Wade back, which is so true. And there's such a long silence after he says that. Yeah. Realizations were had. It was the year of realizing just like Kylie Jenner predicted. (laughs) Realizing things. Okay, so now we are in the woods and we're back to that opening scene and the ZBZs are bearing the clipboard. And it's funny, Rebecca says, nature creeps me out. Let's get out of here. And they're all like panicking. Uh, Laura is stressed eating. And then quickly they realize like they don't know where they came from. Like they they try to leave, but they're like, wait, we came from that direction. Like, no, I, I saw that tree over there. I thought we passed that. So quickly we learn that they are lost in the forest. But like not that long. <laughs> no. And another I, is, another red herring, like the cute firefighter. This isn't as big of a plot point as I thought it would be. Okay. Oh, yes. And I don't remember if this comes back. I really don't. So I could be like saying something that isn't true, but Casey does lose her tiara. Yes. Oh. She mentions that. Does so good, good. I don't know. Now. I don't remember at all. Like I, really I noticed that too. Yeah. But she does say to Kathy later, like, yeah, and I lost my tiara in the woods. I noticed that too. I think because we both thought that um, there, it might come back. Because I have a feeling this isn't just going to end here. So now we see the ball. It looks like a great time. It is like super fun in there. It looks like money was spent on this event. Money, 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 money. <laughs> um, and Calvin looks great. He's like in like a prince costume and Grant approaches him and Grant also looks great. Oh, but we also see Evan. Did we say Evan is dressed as the big bad wolf? Oh, yeah. Which <laughs> just has the little nose on with a couple whiskers oh, but yeah, he's hot enough he can pull it off yeah he definitely pulls it off and we should also mention too the zbz's are dressed as i think laura is rapunzel ashley okay ashley looks so good i don't know what her costume is i think she's like mermaid princess maybe mm-hmm. she's aquamarine and she's, she's sarah paxton she's my co-worker dressed up as sarah paxton <laughs> yes exactly and she and casey are kind of giving early euphoria makeup like they have a lot of like crystals and rebecca is like an evil queen from snow white i think she's rachel witchburn from snow white i think (laughs) so um yes grant goes over to calvin to talk to him and he says calvin you were right like i was too concerned about what people would think of me um and i'm more concerned about you know losing you than what people think of me or I think Calvin says something like well I wish that was more I wish losing me was like more important to you um that's what he had said before when they were fighting and now and now Grant is saying that back to him and then Grant's like well you know what like come with me let's dance and Calvin is kind of shocked he's like what like in front of everyone um and this is really cute there's like a song playing and like everyone is kind of just like watching them and Grant definitely looks a little scared, but this is kind mm-hmm. of just him coming out to everyone. Mm-hmm. And then one of the Omega Chi brothers is like, what are they doing to Evan? But Evan supports them like the ally that he is. Mm-hmm. And 
he's like, they're dancing, like get out there and go support them. And then the brother like goes to ask Evan to dance. But Evan's like, no, like you can ask like a girl to dance. <laughs> and then everyone's dancing and Calvin and Grant share a kiss on the dance floor. It's really cute. Uh, Evan may be evil at times, but he's always an ally. He really is an ally. Yeah. He means well. He just has a hard time executing. Mm-hmm. So now the CBCs are lost in the woods. And this is when Ashley confesses that she and Fisher broke up because Fisher cheated again. And she says that she went over winter break. She went to visit him and she met his other girlfriend. Canceled. How did this, like, I want to see this. Like, how did this even work? I know. I'm- and they, they're so supportive of her. Like, they immediately are like, I think Rebecca says, like, you deserve so much better than him. And then Laura's like, I forget what Laura says, but she's also like, says something about Fisher. Just fully having another girlfriend, like, good God. I know. Yeah. And how does he even have the money to date two women? Oh, yeah. And this is when Casey's like, maybe we should burn his house down. (laughs) (laughs) Wait. Um, I feel like something just clicked in my brain. Okay, tell me if this sounds completely crazy, but I feel like because their house burned down. Okay, no, this actually doesn't make a lot of sense. Okay, I, go for it now. I'm curious. I, I'm thinking of like in the realm of like uh the you know the big bad wolf like blow the house down. Oh. <laughs> Wait, but what about it? What were you going to say? Wait. That's what I'm thinking of. Is like, is that why it's fairy tale themed? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't know. It makes less sense now that I've said it out loud. I mean, having a house burned down is like fairy tale esque in a way. <laughs> let's, ask, let's ask Patrick Sean Smith. Email him. I'll shoot him an email about it. He'll respond. Now, uh, Ashley also kind of admits, she's like, sorry, Casey. Like, I really wasn't the right person to give you advice about Cappy. Like, I was just purely acting off of, like, learning that news about Fisher. And Casey's like, well, you know, things are going to keep coming up. And if they aren't able to share things and, like... She's talking about Cappy, though. She's like, no, like, it's true. Yeah, happy. She's like, you're right. Like things are going to keep coming up, and if we can't share things with one another, she's not talking about Ashley here. She's talking about happy. Yeah, and so she's she's kind of like Ashley. You kind of did have a point a little bit, right? Um. So then the girls make their way back to the party. Like they enter the ball, and they're like, "We're only going to stay for five minutes or so." And then Casey sees Cappy dressed as Prince Charming. And it's like quite the last minute get up he's gotten himself. I feel like he had that costume. So yeah, he must what have. I mean yeah. <laughs> and she's like telling him, she's like, oh, the girls and I had to go do something. And he's like, wait, can we go talk? So this is where they go to that pier. <laughs> the random pier <laughs> and it is beautiful it's really beautiful it, and it kind of reminds me of that bridge in harry potter at hogwarts that they sometimes walk across to get like to yeah class that um i think there's a scene where lupin has like a talk with harry about serious black on it sorry not to bring up jk rowling because we're we're anti 
but I did have a humongous Harry Potter phase for years and years. No worries. Um, How are you? <laughs> so, oh, and this bridge also kind of reminded me of that scene in Cinderella's story, you know, when they're walking, like, outside uh, the homecoming dance. Oh, my God. When he cannot, for the life of him, figure out who it is. <laughs> when all she has is a little eye mask on. It's so good. Here you go. Here you go. Rice cake or Big Mac? Big Mac. <laughs> it's so insulting. That just eliminated, like, half the girls in our school. <laughs> Oh God. Um <laughs> Cappy's like talking about how he felt kind of stuck after everything that happened with the guys getting expelled. And he's like kind of trying to think of like he's basically justifying his behavior over the last couple well, of days. First he says, I know there's something that you're not t- you don't feel like you can tell me. And like I'm gonna tell you why, like I'm upset. So he like he he acknowledges that there's something going on with Casey that she's not letting him know. Yes, and then she just... I'll show you my scars if you show me yours. (laughs) Exactly. Show me yours. Yeah, and um, then Casey kind of just interrupts him and she, like, just tells him that they burned the house down. Yeah, it, like, overflows out of her. He's, like, really nice about it. He's like, you're my little fire starter. And he also like tells her, you know, it was an accident and it's just going to be like a great story one day. He's really nice about it. Oh, he's, I know he's not trying to be, it's borderline dismissive. Oh, yeah. I thought it was, I thought it was supportive. Well, I, like not in a way where, where it's just like, okay, but it is kind of a bad thing to be lying about. Like, yeah, yeah. He's not giving her like advice, but I also feel like in this moment, she just needs someone to tell her like, it's going to be fine. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we've all been there when we just need someone, like, even though it's, like, not fine, we just need them to, like, tell us it's fine. Yeah, like, realistically, he should have been, like, let's go, like, talk to someone and tell them what happened. But I feel like in this moment, him being, like, you're fine, like, eventually this is not going to be a big deal is kind of what she needs to hear. Yeah. And it's also, I feel like Cappy is a prankster himself, and, like, I feel like some of his pranks have gotten out of hand, so I'm sure he's, like, uh, relate. Yeah, I mean, right, the reason that they're talking about this is that they smushed Huck's car. And so uh, Cappy also reveals, too, that he, like, stole from the wishing well at the party. Um, But before he reveals that, Casey also says, like, you know, the guys getting expelled wasn't your fault. It was Evan's. Um, And Cappy's like, well, the house bring down wasn't your fault. He says, yeah, and there's still $99 in the wishing well. And she's like, well, when I, I thought when we would get back together, it'd all just be, like, really easy. Like, everything would just click. And he's like, happily ever after is so boring. This is so much better. And then they share sort of their first, like, adult relationship kiss. They're, like, yeah. graduating to, like, this is, like, the kind of relationship where we discuss our problems. Yeah, I like, they, they have so much chemistry. They um, enter a new phase here. What was I going to say? shoot it was oh also if they only have like a hundred bucks in that fountain like the cost of that party is really eclipsing what they're making here to build an entire new house well again if we're just assuming that the money isn't for the house but it's maybe for like the lost things like i would just use the money for the party like they're not even make they're not even breaking even no so we're back at the party and everyone is just dancing and Rebecca uh, is standing alone. I love that you wrote, she's standing alone slaying. 
she looks so good she really looks like an evil queen in the best way possible yes and then evan approaches her and asks her to dance and he's like you know there are too many cinderellas out there let's shake things up uh because he's the big bad wolf and she's like the evil step queen and they're really cute together like they keep talking about well rebecca keeps talking about fairy tales and how they're setting up these false expectations and evan's like you know what's so great about prince charming anyway uh rebecca's like i'm gonna write a whole new fairy tale where the evil queen and big bad wolf come into town wreak havoc and ride off into the sunset he's very bold for saying this i know he loves it like he he his face lights up at this idea Okay, and then this part, this was part was kind of weird. They're about to kiss <laughs> Casey and Evan lock eyes, and it gets so weird. Did you guys notice, like, what was going yeah. on there? Yeah, he, I, he's, like, still kind of, I mean, remember that Thanksgiving night? He thought that she was asking to get back together. You're yeah. right. I forgot how recent that was. Yeah. yeah, and Rebecca is actually really cool about this. Like, I think she clocks it and she's just like all right bye yeah she does handle it really well and she, she just walks away get mad i feel like old rebecca would have been like really you still like casey Ugh, casey or something but she's just like see ya yeah this is what i was talking about when i'm gonna say it i'm gonna go back to sydney white when <laughs> we're with your rachel witchburn how I was saying (laughs) (laughs) I have to how I was saying she and Franny both don't have that shame line when it comes to guys who clearly aren't into them where Rebecca here displays it in a way that the I yeah that's just like I was thinking about that difference and then Oh, totally. this and I was like yeah this is like what I would think a woman of this caliber would do just like peace mm-hmm. yeah I feel like Rebecca is really like leveled up like like I said earlier Rebecca would have maybe thrown a fit or like gotten mad at Casey about that but she's just like oh I don't really need this anymore totally no. she's also like he's kind of a mess and poor come on <laughs> right right three strikes so now Cappy finds Rusty leaving Wade's room and Cappy apologizes for taking out things on Rusty when he should have really just listened to Nora Jones and had a good cry <laughs> which I love that line uh and he's like about to clean out Wade's room but Rusty's like you don't need to and he opens the door and basically the new pledges have made a KT wall of fame in Wade's room and Rusty's like we were working on it all night with just like literally printed out photos of the guys who were expelled yeah he's like we've been working like we've been working all night on this the pledges it's literally just like a couple of printed photos of like five guys like how long could it have possibly taken they're not even in frames yeah if we know one thing about Rusty he loves like photography exhibitions (laughs) Um, so true then Heath arrives yeah he says like he failed all of his finals so that he wouldn't be able to graduate he was so upset that he failed his finals so he has to come back and repeat those classes and graduate right got it so yeah he's not allowed to graduate early anymore Mm -hmm. yeah 
And now we're at one of the final scenes with Grant and Calvin. They're just lying in bed. And uh, I think this is where Calvin also mentions that he's wearing Grant's boxers. Yeah. And they're like, that's going to happen. <laughs> and then Grant asks them if Grant asks if it's too soon for them to shower together. Because I think Calvin's about to go take a shower. Calvin opens the door and there are two princess tiaras just sitting outside the door. And Calvin's like, oh, it's a joke. You know, and he's he's like annoyed by it, but he's kind of unfazed. But Grant is taking it really seriously and he's really upset. And Evan walks by and Grant asks Evan if he knows who did it. And Evan's like, oh, no, but I can find out. And Calvin says, no, we have to handle this on our own. Yeah. Dun, dun. Yeah. I mean, it's sad. I could see why Grant would be like upset by this. Uh, yeah, it's. I mean, I don't think that it was in that good faith the way. No, that... no, it's shitty. It's like a homophobic joke. I don't think Calvin thought it was in good faith. I just think he's like these guys are idiots, and like, and he's also probably trying to like downplay it in a way that like doesn't totally freak Grant, which right? Because this is Grant's worst fear. Yeah, yeah. Calvin's so suck. used to. Like, yeah, Calvin. Like Calvin's also so confident. Yeah. And he's been out for so long. Like, he was out in high school and stuff. So I feel like he probably is just, like, numb to some of it. Or not numb, but you know what I mean? Like, he doesn't take it as personally. He's just like, these guys are assholes. But really, like, every time they do something like this, like, why would you continue to stay in that frat? I was like, these guys are literal dicks. Like, ew. It's not that big of a house. Like, these are your supposedly brothers. These are people you live with. Like you live in a home with people that would do that to you. Like I wouldn't want to be around them. It's so gross. Yeah, it's really gross. Uh, Okay, so now we're at the final scene and Rusty is telling Dale how great everything is with the pledges. And they're back, Dale- in, their, they're back in their apartment. Yeah, they're back at the apartment. And Dale says something about like, you know, it's like I always tell my interns, um, and then he quotes something about like God giving him the confidence to lead or something. But then they get to their phone and they realize that they have a voicemail on their home phone. And they play the voicemail like out loud. And it's the results of the grant that they were competing for. They had made a decision. And the winner of the grant is Russell Cartwright. Russell. And I'm Dale is that immediately- it's Russell. Dale is immediately heartbroken and also a crazy way to deliver this news. Yeah, it's it's truly bizarre. And uh, Dale, I mean, he, he actually handles it really well, considering how much he wanted it. And he's like, yeah. I guess you dazzled them. And then they shake hands. Dale's clearly upset and leaves. And then Rusty, like Rusty's kind of being sensitive to Dale about it. Like it's, I mean, he's, I think he's handling it also relatively well. It's an awkward situation. Yeah. Yeah. Dale doesn't seem quite as like bitter as he was last semester. He seems more just sad. Which I think is so fair. Yeah. 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 Like, of course. Rusty also would be. Yeah. Rusty and would it's be. It's a shocking like- way to find out. Like they weren't expecting it. And it was like, whoa. Exactly. And like, you know, like we said the last time we were talking about this, like this is Dale's life. Like Rusty has the other things that he cares about. Dale really just had this. And yeah. Yeah. And there's nothing worse than like you not getting to be in control of the situation in which you find out. Like 
when you get that kind of news, like when you're in front of someone who who maybe gets the better news and you have to like receive the bad news, like and publicly show that you're okay with it, even if you're not. Oh my God, this happened in my senior year of high school when I, it was like one Saturday night and I was out on my way to go bowl with two of my friends who were the year below me. And they were like, oh my God, our friend redacted just texted us and she got into UCLA and she's going and she's so excited. And it was my top school. And I checked my email and I didn't get in and I couldn't say anything. And I had to just go bowl. I had to just go bowl and pretend that that I wasn't hurt and then I was so happy for my friend oh <gasps> I was happy for her but I was also sad for me it reminds me of like when you see the cast list in high school and like uh, everyone's standing out next to it or like for choir or something because it just feels so important in that moment <laughs> yeah because it is I think he handled it like actually pretty well like I'm I was nervous for a second that he would like yell at Rusty or be like kind of mean like take it out on Rusty uh. yeah winners and losers oh oh my god I forgot to write mine oh no I didn't sorry no I didn't um my winner is Rusty because he stood his ground and he also literally won okay slay my winner is Calvin I feel like you know he like drew a clear boundary he was very still understanding of Grant but like he's like this isn't gonna work for me and then it all worked out for him. And I'm really happy that it is so far. Like, that's what he needs. Yeah, I love that. I think mine is Rebecca. Like, even though I know she was girl boss, gatekeep, gaslighting us this episode. <laughs> like, I do uh, feel like she is so confident. And I, I love that for her. She was also bringing all the lulls this episode. Like, she, yeah. was, she had so many funny lines. Yeah. She did. And also, like, we do like to see her girl boss gatekeep gaslight. Like, that's what we want from her. (laughs) Losers. Losers. Um, Mine was Fisher. (laughs) Yeah, oof. Hate. Loathe. I'm going to give a big old loser to the entire CRU chapter of ZDZ for their arson. I mean they just are not handling this right like I get that they're scared but we know that they should have just come clean right when the house burned down and dealt with the consequences which probably would have been none except for awkwardness with the gamma size yeah I agree I think to echo that I'm gonna say my loser is Casey uh (laughs) even though I I I always want to see her win I think it's just the pure denial and then also she was also kind of gaslighting everyone into thinking like maybe we don't know who did it (laughs) i know i think she's trying to convince herself i think so yeah (laughs) yeah i think it was definitely self-preservation with that one okay can't wait to see what happens next i know i know great like and also the suspense now like two more weeks until our next yeah And I feel like we're watching like a mystery. Like, like, ooh, who's going to find out? I know. This also was so pretty little liars because like, I feel like they were always in like costume. Right. They were always like at a gala. They're like fresh off a masquerade ball. Yeah. They went to so many masquerade balls in that show. And like galas. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You're right. Yeah. Or like going to their 
boyfriend who is your English teacher's like fancy dinner party. The fact that literally that plot line, I was like, they're cute. In the books, he goes Ezra. to he goes to jail. Wait, is it Ezra? Is there? Yeah, it's, it's Ezra. Ezra. Their couple name was Ezra. He goes to jail for being a pedophile. Yes, they they don't stay together in the books. It's like deeply frowned upon. I'm pretty sure I'm remembering that right. I remember him going to jail, so I'm like eighty five percent sure that they were not together in the books. I edited that out of my memory. I only read the first eight though, so maybe it didn't happen in those. Okay, in the books, he's placed <laughs> under arrest, but ultimately the school doesn't press charges against him. He's allowed to go free, but he's also out of a job, and I think he like moves away. Oh, yeah, he tells a distraught Arya. This is from prettylelliars.fandom.com. He said he tells a distraught Arya that he's going to Rhode Island to clear his head for a while. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> <laughs> Moment of silence. On this. Fun wrong. Down, down memory lane. See you soon. Kisses. Got it, but. I bet they missed us. (laughs) They did. This is A.